Kidney Clowder, first episode of 2019. Nice to be back, guys. Zach, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Great to be back. Definitely nice break and in, uh, back into it now. Happy New Year. Happy New Draftees come in, a wealth of them. Mm. First round pick, not since 2014, Jordan Clark came into the club. Picking on 15, excited there, Al. Oh, looks, looks very good. Multi-talented sportsman coming from cricket. Now into footy. Seems like a bit of a fun personality as well. I remember uh, he was talking, of, of, well, a lot of, a uh, fair bit of nonsense, but, you know, <laughs> the uh, each one of their boys had, you know, personalities and, and it's nice to see for uh, the new draftees, not robots, they got their own um, ideas and so it's adding a little bit of fun to the squad. Bit of characters to them, and Ben Jarvis and Jacob Kennelly, both coming from the same school and playing footy together. Perfect fit, Zach. Yeah, it's great. It always helps, and you have that bit of synergy, and you have played with with people before. You understand how they work, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they get a crack out of the AFL this year. Both South Australian boys and the Cats have a good record with South Australians, so welcome to the club. Tall forward there, another one that. Killed it in combine, the speed trial. So mm-hmm. some good prospects that we could build from there. Darcy Fort, the John boy, coming back home, which we like. Ex-Falcon, um, also tore it up at Belmont Lions when he was playing there for a long stint. Since he was about 13. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to expect with a big plus 200 centimetre ruckman, I guess. He's, he's come in with a, a tag that he could be playing round one for... All positions are up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I mean, neither of our two Ruckman really cemented their place last year, did they? So, who knows? Gives him an opportunity. And, I mean, it's a new season, so you've got to prove yourself again. Now, I like a few balls that have come into the club. One being Jake Tarker. Mm. Small, aggressive forward. Just looks like to have that tackling pressure that we've lacked of late. A lot of niggle as well. You know? Yeah. Looks like he's... Uh, Little angry ant, that yeah, kind of yeah, a character, yeah, you yeah. know. One of these... Uh... The, the angry ant. <laughs> That's a mistake. <laughs> Been in nostalgia with uh, Billy's boy. Yeah, Being definitely. selected. Another oh, father's brownless, son. Brownless name back at, back at Kidinia Park. It's always nice. I think there's a bit of hype from fans when they hear that and see that. And rightly so, you can get around it and get around Oscar. And great that he's been selected. But we may have to wait a few years to see what he can actually fulfill. He has stated he'd like to model his game on on what Mitch Duncan produces in that kind of role. He's not excessively fast, but he has a hell of a lot of endurance, Oscar Brownless. Great tank. I think we do need to temper the expectations, don't we? I've heard that he's been spending a bit of time with Gary Ablett's similar boat when he came, big expectations because of the name. So it's probably a good person to get around. And Certainly. Not a bad one to... Put yourself with, yeah, it does. <laughs> Couldn't be happier at the cloud that Tom Atkins got selected. Yeah, you, you've been buzzing yeah. <laughs> for some time. Um, happy days. But he's stated he's expected to push a bit up forward, play more forward time, which will be interesting. A bit more aggressive now. Tarka, Atkins coming in, Dalhouse and Rowan also being thrown into the mix there's a, a bit of forward line pressure going on there 
Yeah, and that's good. I think that's somewhere we were really exposed last year, no doubt. It's probably why Geelong decided to part ways with someone like Daniel Menzel just didn't bring that pressure in the forward line. So mm. I think there's a little bit of pressure on the club to deliver on that. They made some hard calls getting rid of some players. So these players that have been recruited or drafted based on that really need to deliver, I think. Yeah, it's a, they've, they've come in with, um, with that in mind. They've been specifically recruited for that, so we would hope to see a statistical improvement. Patience will be needed with a lot of the, the draftees, but the Category Bs, we've selected Stefan Akombor, uh, along with Blake Schlansog, already look like they've shown their promise in pre-season from what we've seen down at the, uh, down at the training. Yep. Matching up with Danger for a few <laughs> of the drills was great to see. We got our own picks of that, which is fantastic. Yeah. We had uh, a combo as well, playing a variety of roles, so always, always good. And since we're not one hundred percent sure on where he will play, it's nice to see some versatility. We haven't had, I guess, the setbacks that clubs like Carlton have had with Doherty again doing his ACL. We have had a few minor injuries. Hawkins and Meningola is returning back now, January to training. Cockatoo goes down, first day back in training. Not sure quite the extent of it, how long it'll be again. Are we just hoping for an injury-free Cockatoo? I feel like that was my resolution for 2018. (laughs) Feels like a bit of a pipe dream, doesn't it? Cockatoo Mm. going through a year injury-free, just who knows, who knows. We know we can do it. We've said this, this is a broken record on on Mm. the podcast. We know he can do it when it comes to the talent. It's just we're yeah we're hopeful that the body can hold up. Um, at at what stage do you say? I I, no, I reckon the end of this year. I reckon if he doesn't play enough games, whatever the club sets that benchmark to be, if if he body can't just hold up, we know the talent he's got. But what's the point if he's not getting out on the par? Mm. Same sort of call with Menzel, I would think. Yeah, yeah, similar one. Yeah. When he has been. The seasons where he has been relatively fit, he's maxed out about 10, 11 games. And even then, you're not fulfilling. Yeah, yeah and, and, it's been, and it's been like two to three weeks and then a breakdown and then coming back for a week or two and then a mm. breakdown. You the know. club's invested a lot in him. He was a top 10 pick, and it's fair to say they probably just haven't had the return on that investment yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All the best to Cocky. And yeah, Absolutely. Hope. He gets his body right. Yeah. So the tissue injuries, we don't want to see that much this year at all. Maybe that's the 2019 (laughs) New Year's resolution. But apart from that, there's pretty solid pre-season that we've had. They've changed it up a lot. High-intensity training and longer sessions are. Yeah, from what I've heard, they're they're definitely making the sessions longer. So it's a bit more grueling on on the players a bit harder to get used to. I think Hawkins was making comment in uh, in the media of um, a few changes to things. He's he's looking pretty mobile as usual around this time of year. Mm. Dropped a few kilos. He puts it on pretty easily, so to keep it off is a uh, is a good good thing for him. Also, Dangerfield is apparently leaned out a fair bit as well. Right. So he's um, hopefully more explosive. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. I mean, these changes in body types can can often 
impact, but we don't necessarily see it straight away. We'll, we'll see it, you know, towards the middle and the end of the year. Interesting what the difference in training will produce on the, the headlines and tags for it were to the effect of defying sports science and changing up the methods with intensity. But there's also been some positional change as well. From what we've gathered, Gaz will have a, more of a forward line role this year compared to where he played last year. Tom Atkins, more forward line from what he stated as well. Dalhouse, we probably reckon... Was a 40-60 split, I, I think? think I, I'd heard that. one of the assistant coaches saying they think those two might rotate. If Ablett's forward, Dalhouse will be in mid, and then they might swap over, vice versa. It's a pretty yeah. good swap. That's a, Yeah, that's a pretty viable um, option. Swap, but no doubt the new four-four layout on the field would be changing some fitness things and where people are playing, so that'll be coming into their mind too, mm. for sure. With our defence, I don't think there's any changes there at all. That's pretty much set from last year, statistically-wise. Yep. Home and away, we were phenomenal with a lot of players injured at the time. Would you want Henry to remain in the back line or play up forward or back? Back, yep. yeah, back. back. Almost the third mark interceptor, I think he's perfect. Up mm-hmm. four, I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll have his long spell of his career up there. So why why play him up yeah, there? Just he, play Sav yeah. and... You know, oh, yeah, well, string tour. we hope that uh, we hope that Sav comes back and, and stays in the team. So, um, mm. you know, I, it's not really Henry's position to mm. to take. It's, it's Sav's to take ownership of. Yep. It's interesting that that one position that Mark O'Connor held Towards the end of last year, he played the last four games, including the elimination final against Melbourne. I feel like that's the only position in the back line that's really up for grabs. You can debate whether Taylor's in our best 22 or not, so on. But the O'Connor position is interesting for me. Mm. I think he did play well last few matches and against Melbourne. I thought he was one of our better players, actually. I think we mentioned it in previous uh, episodes. Yeah, Jake, Jake was mentioning he really... Like the idea of Murdoch playing more when he was at the Cats of as a halfback and showing his more yeah. explosive pace. Yeah. So someone that another one of these drafties, players that can, yeah. can break lines. Yeah. They're always valuable. Yeah, definitely. Be interesting to see if O'Connor keeps that or there's a bit more competition. Mm-hmm. What we gathered from last season from Daniel Lowther, it's very kind to chat to us. Charlie Constable who will be getting games, we think. Yep. So I think that's a lock for sure. JLT, we'll, we'll see him then. Round um, one. You reckon even round yep, one? He'll push you around one also. Absolutely. Nice one. Great. A lot of competition now. Fogarty, Constable, Narkle. Yeah. And then similar spots. And, you know, yeah. We want that competition for spots. Yeah. It keeps players honest. It was a good mm. article on the AFL website about Quentin Narkle to just saying how they think he should play more midfield time. So mm. he's got to the see silk for it. So, yeah. They threw him in in the centre clearances. I remember the Western Bulldog match. Yeah, and unfortunate end, I but he, I thought he played amazing when he when he was thrown into the yeah into the deep end of it. But mm. sink or swim, and he swam. Yeah, good, good signs. Last year, the the big two positions we were questioning, I guess, for the first half of the season were Ruckman and second tall forward, so half forward. Ruckman, we brought in Darcy Fort, looks to promote some competition. He could play for all we know for round one. For all we know for round one, Stanley could play on his own with Sav rotating. I have no idea. For all we know, Ryan Abbott could play. For all we know, yeah, we'll just see what happens, I guess. And all speculative at this point. 
Exactly. Yeah. There's a bit mm. more competition uh, with the trade go down that route. But similarly, the center half forward position, we haven't picked up a big 195 or 200 centimeter. They all, all went in the top 10, I guess, the big King heavyweights, brothers, yeah. King Brothers and Kosius. But we do have some players to match. Sav's established himself, in my view. Yeah. Um, He's in best 22, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, fit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nathan Kruger, if yeah. he can show some form, whether it be through the VFL upwards, a combo, we're not sure where his position, best position may be. At GAA, GAA level, it was down back, but I'm not sure how that will transition yeah. to, to AFL. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Wally Buzzer, another one, Zach. That... Yes, yeah. yeah. We'll hear from him a bit later, but... It's, I don't, I don't know, it's probably, he's, I'd assume he'd be the heir apparent to Tom Hawkins down the road, you'd imagine, and then have Sav and Buzzer as the two big forwards, but he's he's got a fair bit of work to do yeah. to really cement that spot for him. We did, we were, uh, we were thinking for the, for the future, a bit of a, um, combo, dream-like scenario. Pavlet Brownless-like combination. Yeah, yeah, bit of, Buzz and Sav, yeah. Yeah, bit of Buzz and Sav, yeah. That yeah. that was the idea. Yeah. Um. You know, early in the year, we were hopeful that that would eventually happen. Mm. Still um, a possibility. It, it's still yeah, it still may. So so it's on. It may well be on the cards, or they'll give it a shot. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And we'll see how it goes. Weighing up twenty eighteen was a bit difficult. Everyone has their own view in terms of how we we did perform to the end. Yeah, we we didn't turn up against Melbourne, and they they destroyed us in the day. But Scarlett's comments. Referencing average, mediocre, new senior players, that they're really upset. It's what you want to hear as fans. You want to hear that the senior players thought that they were shooing for a premiership or thought they were at up least there. a good and, chance for it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the word average saying, yeah, we need to almost, referencing to 06, wasn't it? Yeah, I would, I would have thought because that was a a bit of a, um, a fall from. From where we wanted to be as well, fall from grace of sorts. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know about you boys, but frankly, I'd, I'd be worried if they were happy or content with the year because it was a below par year. So I think it's, it's, it's good to hear that they are disappointed. Like I mm. said, I'd be worried if they were happy with, with what we achieved last year. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think there's a fair bit of talent now in the door to hopefully improve beyond what we did. Well, ideally, improve beyond what we did. And bringing in the lights of Dalhouse and Rowan mm. in, to bring them straight into the best 22 when they're both fit. But do you think, would Gary Rowan be a best 22 player? I think he when would. Fit? Dalhouse would be. Definitely, Definitely Dalhouse would be. Definitely, Definitely Dalhouse. Yeah. I've got doubts about Gary Rowan. You do? Yeah, well, if everyone else is up and about, he's not going to be a shoo-in. I think, well, I, I do think that, you know, at, at, his, at his best in Sydney, he was a pretty handy player, so he could do... He perhaps you know not the best uh, average disposals, not getting the mo- much of the ball, but he was explosive, and we did bring him in for that explosiveness. I mean, his one attribute is his pace. Mm. He's and got he, a, he's he got, d- got a lot of hits on his game, though, just for a bit of pace. There is some an, there an is argument some size could be made to a, a player that recently exited, did have a lot of pace. Murdoch did have some. Areas in his game that he didn't really latch onto. We need to improve. Yeah, Rowan has been trolled by injuries at various stages. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 
whether you can keep him fit and then whether he plays from there. I could see him playing on a half-back, that sort of explosive half-back run, similar to maybe what Furlow did for a while. Take over where Mark O'Connor's at if he's at his best. Yeah, possibly. Who knows what they'll do. Yeah. Either half-back or half-forward, I'd imagine. My view where he sits down in best 22, and best 22s are purely speculative because we don't know how each individual player is training or where they're at, but he'd probably be on the bench for me. Yeah, I would think so. And the likes of... The likes of Narkel and Jones would be pushing him. Yep, I would think so. It's probably a fair assessment. Still a good handy player. Yep, another player that's going to push and put pressure on for spots. Mm. That's what we want. And he's a senior player who's been there and done that for Sydney. Yeah, absolutely. Has a lot of experience, so he'll pass on that to the young kids. Yep. Off-field news, Matthew Stokes returned to the Cats. People's engagement manager, happy to have him back. It's always nice. It's, it's In quite whatever a band capacity back. possible, yeah. Yeah. Get the old band back together, yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did post that, that news on, on our Facebook page. One of the comments, which is a valid argument, I think, is... We don't want to create an old boys... An old boys club, necessarily. Kind of, when you have Scarlet in there, Enright, Mackie, it, so on, so on. It, is there too many down the list where it, where it gets to... Pretty much everyone is from comes along except Matthew Knights and Chris Scott. Nigel Lappin. Lappin, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're the legends, or they are legends of the club and they do have a lot to offer, but I definitely see the merit in the argument as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know from other clubs, examples from other clubs of, of that sort of a mentality mm. seeping into their recruiting and seeping into the way they run the club. Mm. And... um it wasn't ultimately too successful for them. Mm. I mean, without, let's be honest, it's probably more Carlton than anything that's that's been that sort of a club that's... I think you know, I think that sort of Carlton's long gone. That's, they yeah. finally realised that John yeah. Elliott sort well, of era's long gone now. But for, but for so long, that was the sort of yeah, um, mentality that they had. I, I, I reckon you're back to the players in and the culture into the club. They know what they're doing. And they're, and they're, success, they're successful players. They've played in big games, successful finals. They're, that's the sort of knowledge you want. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to learn. And I mean, look at what Scarlett added to the back line in the rooms. Mm. And on match day as well. He, yeah. We don't forget, he was the one that put Tui up forward yeah. against Melbourne, Melbourne. down in your yeah. Park. Yeah. Could you get a better mentor as a defender than Matthew Scarlett? Probably not. No. Yeah. I think so. Corey Enright, keep going. Yeah, these... You know, the two of them are absolute legends and mm. they've got a lot to offer and we know that, so they'll continue doing it. But there is a bit of merit in that that argument, I guess, when you look at the lots of Damien Hardwick and Blake Car- Carousella that are doing amazing things at other clubs now, mm. bringing fresh ideas in, Yeah. that ooh, should we go down that avenue? I don't think we're set no. for that yet. No. Uh, I don't think we need to. Um, I think... From what we've gathered right now with our list, we've got a fairly good list to work with. So we'll just see how that goes and with the coaches develop around that and we can only judge in hindsight, I guess. And we, and we know these older players or these, uh, you know, the old firm are going to, they're going to let their emotions be known, as Scarlett has, obviously. If they see something they like or see something they don't, they'll they'll let 
the player know as soon as possible. And, and that's good. You don't want to, yeah. you know, in no uncertain, put around exactly. issues. And, you know, in no uncertain terms as well. well yeah. The truth hurts sometimes, you know. And yeah. As a footy player, you've got to understand that. Yeah. He doesn't talk to the media that much, Matthew Scarlett. No. He remains fairly quiet. So when you do hear Matthew Scarlett talk He's to the media and has come out and with just brute honesty... You love that as a fan. He, he's a really soft-spoken sort of a guy. Actually, I've met him a few times, and his dad's the same. They're really nice guys, but they're just very soft-spoken. But, yeah, on the few times they do speak out, they're really blunt in their assessment, I think. Yeah, and you know they mean business. Oh, definitely. Upcoming on the horizon, AFLX, danger, captaining the bolts. Be interesting, I guess. Uh, slight twinge in it and how they've promoted it this season with the, the Bolts and the various different franchises there and a, a draft-like setup with around up to 100 players pull of where they can be selected. How how pumped are we for this? I mean, how, how, pumped can, how pumped can you get? I mean, honestly, we're hopeful that, uh, you know, it's entertaining and, and good for families and good for, good for young kids to see this sort of stuff, something different, I guess. But uh, one would think it is a gimmick of sorts. However, um, we don't know generally. I mean, the the response may be better than we anticipate. Mm-mm. Yeah, it much and muchness of last season for me. Slight change in how they've sold it, I guess, but. Bit of a training drill. I'd be putting the rookies out. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch a grass grow in my backyard, mate. I have no, <laughs> no interest in in AFLX. They're just, I think, going down a similar road to what the cricket did with the BBL, that sort of quick, entertaining sort of a product. But I think you look at other sports, you know, tennis have got the fast four, basketball have got the fast five, mm. and it's not always successful. The BBL has been a success, and that's great. But, but it's also kind of detracted from test cricket in a sense. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. The um, comparison though with the BBL, the first BBL match that was played, it was played as a joke. I yeah, think it was Australia, yeah, that's New right. Zealand. Yeah. And, and it, well, it wasn't meant to be yeah. anything further than that. And whereas AFLX from the get-go yeah. has been marketed yeah. as this big and kind something of that's serious. play yeah, on this. Yeah, they've even had an, an American voiceover yeah. showing the rules of the game. So... It, it just puts people off. And, and and I know you need star players like Dangerfield. I think Dustin Martin was one of the others five, to, yeah. to promote at five. But, I mean, fans of all clubs are genuinely worried about, in, you know, injuries and niggles mm. and that sort of thing. I mean, imagine if Dangerfield did his ACL, God forbid, playing <laughs> AFLX. Yeah. It wouldn't be ideal, would it? No. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. Let's yeah. just do the preseason and get on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on with it. Rather you twist your arm playing PlayStation or something, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely, yeah. whatever. Any, <laughs> anything but AFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Recently, though, we got in contact with one of the Cats' own upcoming stars, we hope, will play a bit this season, Wiley Buzzer. We did, and big thanks to Wiley, very nice. So I just asked him what what were the areas of his game that he really wanted to focus on this preseason? So we've spoken about where his position is in the team before. So he said, hey, guys, nice work about the podcast. I'm taking that as an official endorsement there. <laughs> and he said, my aim is to improve my aerial work and marking this preseason. I reckon that's a pretty good yeah, it's fair. Yeah, pretty that's, good assessment that's, from that's, him. Yeah. For sure, for sure. That was an area that, that needed... Um, 
needed some polish yeah. Yeah. for him. So it's nice to see that he's uh, you know rectifying something that can be worked on. Yeah, and we spoke to, we spoke about a few of his vision problems as well, or small vision issues, which wouldn't help either when you're crashing the packs and going up mm. the mark. So fingers crossed he can get it right. Thanks, Wally. Yeah, yeah all the best. Big thank you. We're looking forward to you and Sav being the next <laughs> yes dynamic duo. Yeah. Dynamic, dynamic duo. <laughs> First one back for KC in 2019. Upcoming, we've got. AFLX, and before that, the the Women's League kicks off. Excited, down at KP. A few big names. Collingwood down, KP, Essendon down to KP. Mm. Mm. Yep. So Collingwood down for the Women's and Essendon down for the JLT, round one. Not since 1993, I think, they've been to, since mm. to Kooney Park. So a yeah. bit of history there. They'll have to make some treks down the M1. It'd be nice for yes. once. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, I guess it's onwards and upwards. Hope just, for no injuries in upcoming tournaments. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We, yeah. Just, uh, we push on. It's nice to have started the year. But yeah, we might do another not auction off gift wise. So keep commenting. One, one of these, one of these giveaways. You know, we'll keep you updated on on that. So keep the interest high on the on the page. For now, I think it's till next time. No worries. No Thanks, worries, boys. boys. Thanks. Cheers. Go cats. Go cats. Go cats.